Welcome, everybody. How's everybody doing? This is a good-looking crowd, I can tell you that right now. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So, uh, real quick, so every time I get up and speak in front of people, my wife sends me an adoring text saying, you know, good luck, good luck. But this time I get a text that says, and I quote, don't try to be too witty, too funny, or too intellectual. Just be yourself. What is that supposed to mean? Are you kidding me? That is ridiculous. All right. Suppose you could create a global transit network from your on-premises environment to multiple regions around the world in AWS with minimal configuration in less than five minutes. Or... Suppose you could create the framework for a self-service data lake in five minutes. Or suppose you could create a big data pipeline to analyze streaming data from billions of devices around the world in less than five minutes. We're going to cover topics like that today in this session. My name is Sean Senior. I'm a solutions architect and technical lead on the Solution Builders team at AWS. My partner in crime today is Chris Reck, and together we have the distinct pleasure of talking with you about how to solve common business problems with ready-to-use solutions in five minutes or less. I've been with AWS for about four years. I've been using the platform for about six years. So my long, flowing locks of gray hair are well-earned, as you can imagine. So, to appease the reinvent gods, I'm supposed to tell you what to expect from this session. That way, if it's not what you're expecting, you have the opportunity to leave before we chain the doors back there. We're going to give you a quick introduction to the new Solutions Builder team at AWS. Chris and I are going to walk through a catalog of ready-to-use solutions, and we're going to use the narrative of a company as we go through the solutions to show you how they address common problems. We're going to take a peek at the architectural tenants and best practices of our internal team at AWS, and we're going to share the lessons learned at, from our team through our startup period at AWS. But the granddaddy of them all is I want you guys to be able to walk away with a tool bag of ready-to-use solutions that you can go out and use in your environment right now today to address common problems. So let's get started. In 2015, AWS launched 722 new services and features. That equates to a 40% year-over-year growth since 2011. As of October 31st, we launched 782 new services and features. That doesn't count the countless ones that have been launched in the past month. That number is staggering. I think we all can agree that AWS is great at providing the foundational building blocks for you guys to build solutions of all shapes and sizes. But sometimes the sheer number of the services and features becomes overwhelming. I find myself being overwhelmed at times, hence my gray hair. So, with a raise of hands, how many in the audience at times wish AWS would be more prescriptive for you? 
Yep, yep, yep. That's what I figured. You're in the right place then. Maybe it's more architectural recommendations. Maybe it's step-by-step reference implementations. Maybe it's pre-packaged solutions all ready for you to use in your environment to get started quicker. Well, that's exactly what the Solution Builders team is. We're a dedicated team focusing on developing production-ready solutions. And those solutions are AWS vetted, automated, and turnkey reference implementations that address common customer needs. So as a solution architect for many years, I've had the opportunity to work with a wide variety of customers of all shapes and sizes in different uh, part past journey to their cloud. Once they make that decision to move to the cloud, one of the first things they want to understand is how to properly architect their solutions, their systems, their applications for the cloud. And I know from this experience they're looking for best practices, prescriptive design patterns, already made solutions that help jumpstart them, and high-level strategic guidance. Well, AWS Answers is the place you can go now for that prescriptive guidance. How many in here have heard of AWS Answers? Got a spattering of hands. I can understand that. We're, in, we're relatively new. If I could get the other screen, please. Okay. So we're going to walk through the answer site real quick. I just want to give you a high-level overview of what Answers is. First off, we give you high-level categories for you to browse and find topics of interest that address common needs. For example, maybe you have questions about account management. Maybe you have configuration management questions. Maybe you're, you're in the middle of a migration and you need some help there. Or networking. Matter of fact, let's dive into networking. In networking, you're provided with a list of topics and questions that are commonly asked by customers. For example, how should I design my Amazon Virtual Private Cloud? Or how do I implement VPN monitoring on AWS? Or as I started off with, how do I build a global transit network on, on AWS? Let's look at that one. When you dive into a topic, you're presented with a high-level overview. It gives that ability to whet your appetite to let you determine if this is exactly what you're looking for. And if it is, read on, read more. If it's not, go back and find another topic. Excuse me. A lot of these solutions have pre-canned, ready-to-use solutions that you can launch in your environment. So if I scroll down and click on AWS Solution, I'm presented with an architecture diagram and a flow diagram that shows exactly what would be launched into your account. We also provide an implementation guide for this. It gives you step-by-step -step instructions on how to launch this all-ready-to-use solution into your environment. So, since the title of this <coughs> talk is how to solve common business problems with ready-to-use solutions. Let's build a global, global transit network on AWS. So 
diving through the instructions that I've already read that we're not going to go through, we're going to launch the stack immediately. What that does is that injects me into a cloud formation wizard. Remember, our solutions are AWS vetted, automated, and turnkey. Right here's the turnkey part. Everybody familiar with CloudFormation? No. All right. So CloudFormation is a way for you to treat your infrastructure as a code, as code. It allows you to automatically provision resources in a templated basis. Our solutions come with parameters that you can customize to meet your particular business needs, your requirements. A lot of our parameters are defaulted based on best practices we understand from the industry. So, I'm going to simply give this solution a name. I'm going to select an SSH key so that I can log into these resources that are provisioned and administer them at a later date as I see fit. I'm actually going to switch the license model to bring your own license. Click Next. Then you're given the opportunity to tag these resources. Maybe you want to tag your resources because you want to track costs better associated with this particular solution. And finally, I'm going to acknowledge that it's going to create some custom security resources that are based on best practices for this implementation. And I'm now creating a the framework for a global transit network on AWS. All right, flip back to the other screen, please. Now, as you can see, with a few simple clicks, I'm able to launch a transit VPC to create the underlying framework I need to have a global transit network. Now, later in the presentation, Chris here is going to actually show you how to connect disparate virtual private clouds in Ireland, in Oregon, and in Ohio, and have a tr global transit network with a few simple clicks. What do you get with our solutions? You get a solution brief, which I showed you on answers, which is that high-level overview. You get architectural diagrams, so you can understand exactly what's going to be deployed into your account. We highlight best practices that are addressed by this solution. We provide you an implementation guide that you saw with step-by-step -step instructions on launching the solution into your account. Here's the, here's the kicker. The turnkey deployment package. This is all the source code, all the cloud formation templates, all the scripts open sourced on GitHub for you to use. Essentially everything you need to launch the solution in, into your account and two, customize it to meet your needs. We believe that most of these solutions work out of the box for 60 to 80% of our customers. Now I might be old, but I'm not naive. I understand that every business doesn't have the same requirements. And that's what we're trying to accomplish with open sourcing these solutions for you guys is so that you can customize them if the status quo doesn't quite fit the bill for you and make it your own.
Now, Chris is going to come up and walk through a catalog of our ready-to-use solutions. Thank you, Sean. Good afternoon, everybody. As Sean said, my name is Chris. I'm a solutions builder on our AWS Solutions Builder team. And though I may have fewer gray hairs, I still have a good amount of experience with the platform, both throughout my time as an employee with AWS um, and my previous position with an AWS partner. Like Sean said, I have the privilege and the pleasure of introducing you to some of the awesome solutions that our team has been working on, walk you through some common customer problems that these solutions address, and then dive deeper into some of the architectural tenants that we consider when we're building these solutions. A quick aside before we do this, Sean may look familiar to you guys, because his face is plastered on the Wiley, <laughs> on the Wiley uh, poster in the booth area. He helped, this guy literally wrote the book uh, for AWS certification preparation. So tomorrow, if you have some free time, please go visit Sean. He's going to be signing books. He'll write you an encouraging message in there. I'm going to write him an encouraging message later. <laughs> so when Sean's not writing books for AWS or flying to Vegas to play the slots, he's working on his own startup. Sean's real passion is helping people efficiently maintain their cars. Sean's startup is building what is going to be the latest and greatest device to track car telemetry data in real time. So think simple data like speed or longitude latitude or more complicated data like average engine temperature or torque. This data is collected with this device and streamed to the cloud in real time and provided to users on a mobile device so they can gain valuable insights into car performance and driving habits. So Sean can watch how fast his kid is driving her car. Or next time you go to a mechanic, if you're not so familiar with cars, you can have an educated discussion. Or maybe you can even use the data to lower your car insurance prices. Sean's really excited about the startup. He's starting to hit it big. He's got a little bit of seed funding. He's got a lot of interest in it but he's still on his way to really building his empire. Don't tell our boss. He's in, I don't think he's here, but don't tell our boss. Sean's already bought his house in San Francisco. He started wearing blazers and t-shirts and he's, he's ready to become the next Silicon Valley tycoon. But before he can get there, he's got a long way to go on the platform. So anybody here is interested in joining a brand new startup, come see Sean after the session, I'm sure. He's looking to hire some engineers. Don't actually do that. This is totally fake. This is, this is just a pretend scenario. But we can use this as a narrative for discussing some common customer problems that we have and to walk through some of our solutions. So before we dive into these solutions, let's go through some of the architectural tenants that we consider when building our solutions. First, our solutions are automated. Think back to what Sean just did right before he passed over the mic. He navigated to a page on answers.com, read a quick blurb on what the solution's all about, and then he was on a confirmation template ready to launch a solution. They're meant to get you up and running fast. They enable you to start playing with the solution and see if it's something you want. If you don't like it, it's confirmation. You can always roll it back. They're customizable according to your use case. Like Sean said, as, as a 
Are people familiar with this picture up here? You guys know what this is? This is a CloudFormation, uh, this is a parameters page for a CloudFormation template. We've built, we've built the solution to be able to be customized uh, according to your needs. So uh, add your own SSH key, give it your own name, uh, sizing. These are options that we build in there. And if these customizable, uh, if these customizations are not enough for you or for your use case, you can always go on GitHub, download it, and build in other automation templates you might have or further customize them. Finally, they're meant to be repeatable across your accounts. We've worked to determine the best minimum configuration for each solution, and we let you customize it from there. Our solutions are also well-architected. Show of hands, how many people have heard of the well-architected framework before? Awesome, awesome. There's a lot of sessions going on around here um, this week on well-architected. For those of you who might not know, the well-architected framework um, was first introduced uh, in a white paper that came out a little more than a year ago. It's basically a framework that customers can use to assess and improve their cloud-based architectures and help them understand the business impact of the architectural decisions that they're making. Sean said that we provide production-ready solutions. Personally, I think we'd be pretty terrible solutions builders if we were giving you solutions that did not follow these four pillars. So, our solutions are designed to be secure. We use built-in tools like KMS encryption keys, AWS security groups, or sorry, EC2 security groups, uh, granular IAM roles and policies, CloudWatch, in order to protect information and systems at all layers. They're performance efficient. We're giving you the right tool for the job. We're making sure that our solutions give you the proper amount of resources to support your database, storage, networking, and compute workloads that you deploy. Also, we keep our ear to the ground. If new services are coming out that might do the job better, we seek to build those in and iterate on top of these solutions. Now, in the same vein, we don't give you too many resources. We seek to make these solutions cost-optimized. We want to eliminate suboptimal or excess resources that you don't necessarily need in order to run these solutions. But this is all at the same time, all while not sacrificing your business needs and the other requirements uh, of the other three pillars. Finally, solutions are reliable. They're built to cleanly and dynamically adapt to change and failure. So service disruptions, changes in resource demand, or network issues. Our solutions are built to handle those. Now, this slide is not up here for just you know marketing purposes or you know cloud propaganda. This is a real legitimate framework that we use and we consider when we're building our solutions. So with these architectural tenants in mind, let's dive into some of our solutions. And these you can all find on our answers page, uh, by the way. So while these solutions can solve a wide variety of problems, we've built them into little families to kind of get you thinking about the types of customer problems that they can solve. For example, the EBS snapshot scheduler, pretty self-explanatory, enables you to define a simple schedule to take regular snapshots of your EBS volumes. The limits monitor will track will track the usage of your AWS resources against the service limits in your account. So if you're approaching your EIP or EC2 
uh, instance limit, the solution will notify you when you're getting to that point. So you can proactively request more resources. And the EC2 scheduler solution, kind of similar to the EBS snapshot scheduler, enables customers to configure simple schedules for turning EC2 instances on and off. So let's dive in to the EC2 scheduler solution and see how it actually gets built. Now, this would not be an architecture session without some diagrams, so here you go. Sean made these. He's very proud of them. <laughs> let's, consider, let's consider Sean's scenario in this. AWS offers infrastructure on demand. This means customers can control their resources and pay for only what they need. We all know this is one of the awesome things of cloud. Now, Sean here has some light seed funding for a startup. His grandparents and daddy's golf buddy gave him some money that he can use to build his, his startup. But Sean's a smart owner. He knows that he needs to make this money last. He needs to hire the best engineers to build up his company. He needs to fly to Vegas to make sure people know about his product. He doesn't want to waste his money on infrastructure that he's not using or to pay engineers to maintain the infrastructure that we're not using. So he tells his engineers, at the end of the day, when you're done using your instances and dev and test, turn them off. Makes sense, right? How many people have tried to do this? But it doesn't quite seem to work out. Engineers spin up instances, say, oh, quick, just push the code. People are trying to innovate so fast that it's easy to lose track of how many instances you're actually running and the spend that, you're, and the spend that increases every time you do. So in order to simplify the process that Sean wants, the builder team created the EC2 scheduler solution. Here's how it works. During configuration time, customers specify a schedule which tells the solution what time to turn your EC2 instance on and off. You also define a tag value. And you're going to use this tag value to tag EC2 instances all across your account. When you launch the solution, those configuration values are stored in a DynamoDB table. A Lambda function is regularly triggered to go out, grab those configuration values, and then scour your account in search of EC2 instances that are tagged as such. When it finds an EC2 instance, the Lambda function will then enforce the schedule on that instance. So if it's off when it's supposed to be on, it turns it on, and vice versa. So for, for engineers, or for companies that are like Sean's, whose engineers are running their instances 24-7, this can mean pretty big savings. For example, if you use a solution to turn instances on in the morning at 8 a.m., and let's say off at 6 p.m., 10 core business hours, five days a week, that can mean up to 70% savings for customers who are currently running their dev and test 24-7. And this is important for startups and bigger enterprises alike. The next family of solutions that we're going to talk about are our networking solutions. Now, AWS provides a wide variety of networking resources that you can use to do things like isolate and protect your cloud infrastructure, scale to meet growing requests and needs, and connect your physical network to private virtual networks. Our networking solutions help customers 
use these resources to tackle a variety of use cases, from those who are just getting started with Amazon PPC, all the way to those who are building more complex global transit networks. For those AWS veterans out there, how many people used Classic Link to move from EC2 Classic to Amazon PPC? Who knows what Classic Link is? Who knows what EC2 Classic is? All right, cool. Those of you who might not know what Classic Link is, it's a feature put out by the platform that simplifies the process of migrating your applications from EC2 Classic to Amazon VPC. It creates a private link between your EC2 Classic instance and your instance in VPC. That way you don't have to provision uh, IGWs or Elastic IPs in order to connect the two. Now in order to further simplify this process and make sure that you're maintaining uh, consistent networking rules, the Classic Link Mirror solution will help mirror your security group rules from your EC2 Classic instances to your instances in Amazon VPC. Our VPN monitor solution is very good, is great for customers who might have certain monitoring requirements or maybe just want to keep an eye on their tunnels. It tracks tunnel status with Amazon CloudWatch. And in case of a change in the tunnel, it can send you a notification via SNS. So you get an email or text message. AWS WAF automations came out pretty recently too. I like this one a lot. It's very useful for customers who are looking to implement fine-grained access rules on their existing CloudFront distributions. The solution automatically implements key security mechanisms on AWS WAF. So uh, specific IPs on block lists. Uh, referencing third-party uh, IP reputation lists on their block lists, automating cross-site scripting and SQL attack um, protection on your WAF. It even creates it even creates a small API gateway endpoint that you can use to embed into your website. It makes a honeypot. How cool is that? The last one sounds familiar. This is the one that Sean just launched. So our Global Transit VPC solution is very useful for those who are looking to build transit networks using Amazon VPC. For all you networking people out there, how many of you have run into networking architecture issues when you're trying to make a transit of hop across VPCs? Or run into issues or roadblocks when you're trying to communicate with resources across AWS regions. Given the global reach and the complex architectures of many of our customers, this is a fairly common problem. And it's a problem that Sean is seeing as well. Sean's doing great with the startup. He made that money last, and he got a few betas going with car rental companies across the East and West Coast. Now, being the excited You know, <laughs> being the strong owner that he is, he got himself on a plane and went to the UK. And he got his device into a Formula One team in the UK. So, just like that, Sean's going global. But in order to make all of these betas work, he has central resources that need to be able to communicate with VPCs, both in Europe and the US. So, 
In order to connect multiple geographically dispersed VPCs and remote networks, Sean can leverage the Global Transit VPC solution, which is a simple Cisco-based solution that creates a transit VPC using a typical hub and spoke uh, network topology. Do you guys know what uh, hub and spoke topology looks like? Show hands. For those of you who might not, okay, oh, you guys are good. For those of you who might not, um, this solution uses a, a hub, which is a single VPC, that will act as a conduit so that connecting VPCs can talk to each other through the central hub. Here's how it works. During configuration, customers specify what they want that hub to look like. The CIDR, the size of that VPC, as well as the amount of data that they expect to flow through that transit of VPC. They also specify a tag value, kind of like EC2 scheduler. But instead of tagging EC2 instances, you're going to use this tag to tag your virtual private gateways. Because when you launch this solution, it also provisions a Lambda function. This Lambda function is consistently running in search of virtual private gateways that are tagged with that value. So every time that it sees it, and this is the cool part, it will create a VPN connection <clears throat> between the virtual network routers, which are um, Cisco CSR AMIs from the marketplace, um, and it will configure a route within those CSRs. So all you have to do in order to add a VPC in any region to this transit network is tag your VGW and then configure a route in that route table. Let's do a live demo. Let's go in and see if we can actually make this work. Can you switch to the screen, please? Okay. We are in US East 2, our newest region. And we have deployed the Transit VPC solution, our hub, in this region. Before I launch this, I also have two virtual private, two VPCs that I want to connect to this Transit VPC. One in Ireland, one in Oregon. So let's go to Oregon and let's see that VPC. So our virtual private gateway here, conveniently I named Spoke, has the transit VPC tag set to false. In order to connect this VPC to the transit network, I specified in my confirmation template that I want this value to equal true. So let's change this to true. and we'll see if Lambda can pick it up and add it to the transit network. <clears throat> While Lambda is running, let's go to Ireland. Here, I also have a virtual private gateway, also conveniently named Spoke, whose value is set to true. And if we navigate to the VPN connections area, we can see that, two, that the VPN connection has been created. And the tunnels are up. 
This job was done by Lambda. When set to true, when launched, it went out, found it, created the VPN connection, configured the route in the Cisco CSR instances, and we're up and running. Let's go back to Oregon, and we'll say a prayer to the demo gods. And there it is. The VPN connections are starting up, and once up and running, the VPN connection will be made between this VGW and the Cisco CSR instances. Please go back to the presentation. So, you can go back to the slideshow. Thank you. For those of you who may find this, present, this uh, image a little confusing, a little daunting, we also made a nice pretty picture that we can all understand. We made a single hub in US East 2, Ireland, and Oregon can talk to each other across this transitive uh, VPC. So in a matter of minutes, Sean's company can now talk across the UK and US. Another family of solutions we have are our management solutions. AWS provides a number of useful tools to help you track and monitor your account resources and applications. And these management solutions help customers leverage these tools to effectively monitor and manage the resources in their accounts. Show of hands, how many people like saving money? Not everybody's hands are actually up, so how many of you like spending money too? Of course they like saving money, because then when you come to reInvent, all the money that you save on your infrastructure, you go spend at the casinos. No, that's embezzlement, don't do that. Our cost optimization tools help customers monitor their costs and properly size their resources. The right sizing solution will pull CloudWatch data on EC2 instances for the past two weeks, do a detailed analysis on it, and then spit out a recommendation for the proper size, the recommended size of an EC2 instance. The monitoring solution, another simple but very useful solution, provisions an Amazon Elasticsearch domain using Amazon Elasticsearch service with a Kibana endpoint, and consistently pushes AWS-provided detailed billing reports so that you can get a holistic view of what your spend looks like. It also comes with pre-configured dashboards that you can use to start getting insights immediately. Do any of you guys use multiple accounts in your organizations? Great, yeah. For whatever reason, you know, whether it be billing uh, or separating your applications or your lines of business, or your employees, or your environments, there's any number of use cases for wanting to actually separate those accounts. And it's a great idea, but actually managing those as you get bigger and bigger can get difficult. Our account management solution helps you simplify this by providing a single master account that users can use to federate into sub-accounts. So, Gone is the burden of having to remember your password or, you know, God forbid your, your employees did not take security training and then they write their passwords down on a piece of paper on their desk. I'm just kidding, Sean did not do that. But 
you know somebody has. You can come into that master account and federate into your sub accounts uh, through a simple HTML page. This uh, actually, one of our builders presented this yesterday um, in the security session. Uh, it's gotten some great interest. And it was actually just released yesterday, so nice. Our centralized logging solution is for customers who need help managing an ever-growing number of AWS and third-party logs. How many of you guys are good boys and girls? You're good sysadmins, you're good security engineers, and you're logging all of your application, your security, your networking, your firewall, your account, your OS, your third-party application logs. Yeah. Liars. Maybe you are, and maybe I could learn a thing from you. This centralized logging solution is meant to help, meant to help us get started with collecting all of these logs, analyzing them, and visualizing them in a simple way. Here's how it works. When you launch the solution, it creates an Amazon Elasticsearch service domain. This will serve as a central place for analysis and visualization of your logs. And with this Elasticsearch domain, you get a Kibana endpoint for visualizing. And for added security, we pop two highly available Nginx servers in front of it to control access. A Lambda function is also provisioned. This Lambda function is consistently pulling CloudWatch to pull in VPC flow logs, CloudWatch data from your resources, CloudTrail data, which is logged into CloudWatch, um, and then third-party logs uh, gain, that you get from your uh, CloudWatch logs agent. The logs, Lambda gets these logs, formats them, and then consistently puts them to Amazon Elasticsearch, where you can start to visualize them immediately. And on top of that, we give you pre-configured Kibana dashboards so you can start gaining insights from your logs immediately. The last family of solutions that we're going to discuss today are our big data solutions. Given AWS's durable and reliable storage, as well as highly scalable compute resources, AWS is the ideal platform for running your big data workloads. And our big data solutions help customers leverage these services for their big data use cases. So for those who are looking to leverage streaming services on the AWS cloud, our streaming analytics solutions help customers build data processing applications in order to consume and analyze streaming data in real time using Amazon Kinesis and Apache Spark. Additionally, our data lake solution enables users to easily and reliably store and efficiently search through data sets of any size using native Amazon services. This was just released yesterday. We're very excited about this one. Customers have an increasing number of applications or devices that produce streaming data. Connected IoT devices like thermostats, industrial sensors, or Sean's car sensors continuously produce volumes of really valuable records that need to be consumed and analyzed in order to get deep, deep insights in your organizations and your customers. But consuming and analyzing these logs of scale can be difficult. Sean's company is making it pretty big. 
You guys missed it. He's out. You can't get in the ground floor anymore. He's already making it big. His device is in over a million cars across fleets of car rental agencies across the United States. He's also talking to insurance agencies about maybe having customers put this device into their car so they can track driving records, lower some costs. He's generating massive volumes of really, really useful data. I'm going to give you a little hint. This is what he's using on the back end, our streaming analytics pipeline solution. Here's how it works. This solution will automatically configure a new or existing Amazon Kinesis stream that will act as the consumption mechanism for streaming data. It'll also provision a new custom Amazon Kinesis analytics application. And for those of you who may not have heard this before, it's a fairly new service. It enables you to build, it's a managed service that enables you to build data processing applications using standard SQL code. So based on the schema that you provide, it's a custom application code, it provisions you an analytics application. And finally, depending on where you want to persist or further analyze your data, you can create a firehose delivery stream to send the data to Amazon Redshift, S3, or Elasticsearch. Or if you want to further analyze this with another custom application, send it to a Kinesis stream. You can also process, or you can also, I'm sorry, you can also store, you can also store, persist, and replay raw data coming in through that stream. So in order to start Analyzing your streaming data in real time, all Sean's engineers have to do is make sure that their data is being pointed to that Kinesis stream. I'm going to bring Sean back up here to talk through our next solution. Thank you, Chris. That was great. Uh, when I start my fake company, you'll be my first fake hire. <laughs> all right. So. Now I've got this massive amount of volume of data. I've got telemetric data. I've got log data from all my systems. Now the goal is to take this data, analyze it, create unique insights back to the users, and share anonymous data with our car manufacturer partners. Now a lot of, a lot of our customers have problems with data sprawl where knowledge of the data and ability to share the data throughout the organization is extremely challenging, especially without an easy-to-use self-service platform. The Data Lake solution allows you to create a hybrid storage environment to allow business users, engineers, the ability to find data faster and consume it in a way that meets their ever-changing business needs. What's even sweeter about this solution, it's completely serverless and it's completely turnkey. Let's take a look at the architecture. This data lake solution uses what is referred to as a salad architecture. We have a website hosted in a static S3 bucket. We use API Gateway for RESTful APIs. We have microservices in Lambda, and we use DynamoDB as a storage tier. Now there's other services we use as the underlying building block to round out the functionality of this solution. Let's take a deeper look. There's an AngularJS website hosted in the S3 bucket. There's a command line interface. Those two user interface endpoints make RESTful calls to our API hosted and API gateway. As those requests come in, 
Lambda microservices are invoked based on the request path coming in from the client. The microservice acts as the business logic and data access tier for Amazon S3, the underlying building blocks, Amazon S3, DynamoDB for metadata and other ancillary data used by the solution, Elasticsearch for the search engine, and Amazon CloudWatch for application logs and audit logs to help customers meet compliance requirements. We also leverage Amazon Cognito user pool for all the user management functionality as well as authentication into the system. Now as the company continues to grow, we have an ever, need, ever increasing need to leverage third party products such as Microsoft Exchange, SharePoint, Link to help increase communication throughout our teams. The AWS Partner Network has tens of thousands of system integrators, consultants, technology partners, ISV partners. Matter of fact, that number's grown 50% in the last 12 months. To help you navigate ISV partners, AWS provides you reference deployments of key partner technologies automatically on AWS. These are gold standard best practice deployments. There are CloudFormation template one-click deployments for Microsoft Server Suite, SAP, Trend Micro for additional security, Cloudera for big data. We even have DevOps quick starts for Ansible, Chef, and Puppet. All these with a single click of a button, you can get partner products up and running on our platform. So now that we've gone through the catalog and we've seen how these solutions were able to help this company throughout its growth pattern address common business problems, it makes sense to share with you the lessons we've learned as an internal team at AWS through our startup period. How we do it. We start with the bare bones. We, we start with a solution that has minimum bells and whistles and focus on the must-have features only. We give it to you, we let you tell us what it's missing, what you like, what you don't like, and we take that feedback and we loop it back into our processes. <clears throat> we start with an MVP, a minimal viable product. We actually write a press release and frequently ask questions up front which serves as the guidelines for the box we're going to work in for our initial release of the solution. We work with internal teams, product teams, solution architects, ProServe, to vet our solutions to ensure, one, they're meeting a gap that customers have, and two, they're meeting our internal quality standards. We leverage feedback directly from the customers or from their representatives, from the account teams, from the solution architects, and we use that feedback and loop that back into further shape our solutions and our roadmap with a goal of increasing customer satisfaction, user experience, and ultimately allowing you to focus on the services that differentiate you in your marketplace, vice addressing these common problems, spending resources addressing these issues. We continue to collect feedback through opt-in anonymous metrics. 
These, these opt-in anonymous metrics provide quantifiable data back to our team about the effectiveness and value out of our solutions to you, the customer. Since I just mentioned metrics, I thought it would be interesting for you to see our metrics platform back end. We, use, we utilize a two-stage capture and analysis architecture. In the capture stage, opt-in anonymous metrics are sent via RESTful call to our API hosted in API gateway, where a Lambda function is invoked and pushes those metrics into a buffer stream. Once in the buffer stream, another Lambda function is invoked to take those raw metrics, categorize them, and then store them in Amazon S3. In the analytics phase, we focus on gaining quantifiable data about the value out of our solutions. We leverage an EMR to launch a MapReduce job to aggregate those metrics and then push them back into S3, where we then use a copy command to move them into Redshift. Once they're in Redshift, we utilize QuickSight to loop back that viable data to our solution teams to help shape the roadmap even further. So hopefully through the talk today, you can see we're highly focused on providing solutions that address common customer needs. And most importantly, that feedback from you is a vital part of our process to further shape our roadmaps and to further improve on the solutions. There's a couple ways you can get in touch with us. On our website, there's a link at the bottom, tell us what you think. You fill out that form, it cuts an internal ticket directly to our team that we review. GitHub, as I mentioned before, all our solutions are open sourced. You can comment on them, you can fork them, you can submit issues, anything you want to do is possible. And then we have a solutions forum on the AWS website. We use that forum to allow you to directly interact with our team on an ongoing basis. How to engage with us at reInvent? We actually have a pretty decent sized team here at reInvent this year. We really want to hear from you. Matter of fact, Chris and I, after this session, as soon as we're done talking, we're going to be outside the door. If you have any questions about anything that we talked about today, please feel free to come up and chat with us. If you have ideas that you see on a day-to-day -day basis that would be great to get off your plate, come talk to us if it's going to help the broader community. Absolutely. Matter of fact, yesterday we had two great sessions where we brainstormed with multiple numerous customers about the common problems and how to address them that they're seeing on a day-to-day -day basis. So I want to thank you for your time today and taking the time out of your day to spend with us. I appreciate it. And please remember to fill out your evaluations so that I don't get fired. Thank you very much. <laughs>